I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Impala Films presents Haunted, the audio drama. Season 2, Episode 1. The Town on the Edge of Hell, Part 4 of 4, written by Jamie Evans. Mind your head, this passage is a bit tight. You are seeing what I'm seeing, right? More blood. I think he's injured worse than we thought. Well, don't think about that. Right now, we need to focus on where we are. Just just keep focused on following me, okay? They must have surprised Toby. He's a tough son of a bitch. He wouldn't have been taken out by just anybody. Well, there's no point speculating until we find where the tunnel leads, okay? Try and concentrate on the here and now. Put other times and places out of your mind. Where did you learn that? A course back at the police force. Coping with PTSD. My gov made me take the course after I got shot. You got shot? It's not as dramatic as it sounds. Oh, bloody hell, this is a bit tight here. Just have to shimmy through sideways, okay? I was in a sling for about three days. That, that was it. The bullet barely grazed me. But you know what places are like with red tape these days. I'm scared I'd sue them or something. Who shot you? A right nutcase named Carl Trevino. He's an occult researcher. Big into dark magic, demon worship, and stupid shit like that. At least... I always thought it was stupid. You notice that the tunnel is descending. It's subtle, but we're definitely moving further into the earth. Oh, that's comforting. You're not claustrophobic, are you? Well, I didn't think so, but I'm reconsidering now. Looks like the tunnel is widening up again, though. Small favours, eh? Oh, stop, stop. What? I saw something. What the fuck? What is it? Torches. Torches? Like what we're holding right now? No, like medieval wooden torches in sconces on the wall. Hold on a second. I doubt you're going to get a signal down here, Dan. No, I've seen James and Abigail do this before. They record notes for later. I'll record a WhatsApp voice message to Abigail. It'll save until we hit Wi-Fi again, and then it'll upload. WhatsApp? The messenger app. You know, the little uh, green bubble? It's a smartphone. I think I've seen them once or twice when I've gone to Collingham for shopping. We aren't exactly up to date here in Ravensdale. I guess it's almost like a time capsule, isn't it? Yeah, a shitty time capsule. Go on, make your recording. Be quick. We need to find Toby. 
Okay, uh, right, let's see. How does Abigail always start these? Right, um... Oh, this is Dan Cowell. It's, uh, nearly 10pm. I'm with Sharon, one of the locals we met in Ravensdale. And, uh, we don't know where Toby is. He was supposed to wait for us. We were gone, what, like, uh, 10 minutes at the most? At most. Yeah. So when we got back to the tunnel entrance, he was gone and there were signs of a struggle. The tunnel in question is not part of the mining system, and it slopes downwards at a steady rate. I'm recording now because, well, the tunnel is changing. Where we're standing right now, the tunnel transitions abruptly from bare rock face to brickwork. There are torches ensconced on the wall. Somebody built this to connect to the tunnels. It sort of reminds me of a dungeon in a medieval castle. The blood trail leads this way, Dan. Right. My best guess is this is part of Moorcroft Manor. Did you ever hear anything about the manor having a secret basement, Sharon? It's not like I knew too much about the house. Even before the fire, Moorcroft had a phobia of poor people. He wasn't exactly popping down the pub for a pint, you know. Yeah, I understand. Hey, look at this. These symbols, they're painted all over the walls. What do you think they mean? I couldn't even begin to guess, Dan. Who knows what sort of satanic garbage these toffs are into. Can we please hurry up and find Toby? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're really worried about him, huh? Mm-hmm. Here you go. That's everything I've got on the fire. Dating right back to when I was only 18 years old. Thank you for convincing your dad to accept our offer. He's not exactly thrilled about it. But he's been a bitter old man for a long time now. What's this? Let's see. Um, this is a list they sent me father back when there was talk of things going to court. It's a list of all the people who allegedly suffered death or ill health from the mine fire. Allegedly? I'm not saying they didn't suffer or anything like that. But their claims that it was Moorcroft Mining Company's fault were dubious at best. Take, for example, this man, uh, Ronald Park, died of complications of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. His family tried to claim this was caused by working down in the mine after the fire began. But the miners were all issued gas masks to wear whilst they were down there. Meanwhile, at home, this man smoked like a chimney. Who's to say whether his illness was caused by the coal mine or that nasty habit? There's a whole bunch of names here that all died on the same day. Is that the explosion at the petrol station? Oh yes, terrible business. Their accusation was that the fire had moved beneath the petrol station and gradually eaten up the underground storage tanks. But the truth is, that station was never really up to code. Larry and Martha never cared about that stuff. Larry used to work on cars right there amongst the pumps. It's perfectly plausible that sparks from his tools ignited the fumes and that caused the station to explode. Okay, this one here. This little boy fell down a sinkhole. Surely the company has to admit guilt for that one. Oh, nobody can prove it wasn't natural subsidence. What? There's an explanation for all of them, isn't there, Moorcroft? We had a very thorough team of lawyers. No doubt. There's only one name I want to ask you about. Yes. The first one on the list, this girl Molly Waterman. She died on the day of the fire. I didn't think anybody died in the initial blaze. She didn't! That's a perfect example of how far these people were willing to stretch the truth just to get some money out of my family. 
Molly Waterman disappeared. She was never found, so nobody knows if she died or not. They tried to claim she died in the fire because the two events happened to occur around the same time. But Molly Waterman was always a bad egg. It's far more likely she ran away from home and is probably living in an unfulfilling life on a council estate in Basildon. Now, if you don't mind, I'll leave you to peruse the documentation whilst I go and try to reason with my stubborn father. Mr Moorcroft? Yes? One more question. Why did you come back? Excuse me? If what we've heard from the townspeople is correct, you moved out of Ravensdale several decades ago and haven't been back since. Why return now? Because my father asked me to. He wrote to me a few weeks ago asking me to come here. I'm not stupid. I know my father doesn't always come across as the most loving parent, but in his own unique way, he cared very much about me. I don't think he has long left, and he wanted to say goodbye. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Good question, Abigail. Thank you. How's your head? It's fine, actually. Really fine. For the first time since we came to this town, I can't feel all the melancholy and anger. But why? Hmm. Those symbols we saw all over the walls outside. Perhaps they're warding sigils of some sort. It would explain why they surround the house like that. Can you still not get any signal on your phone? No, nothing. That's a shame. We could have sent some photos to Harry. I bet he'd be able to identify them quick enough. Oh well, we'll have to do this the old-fashioned way. Let's operate under the assumption that they are protection sigils. Harold Moorcroft must know that the town is haunted. And that the spirits want to tear him apart. Oh, what if he hasn't remained in town all this time out of a sense of territory or guilt or anything like that? What if he can't? What if the moment he leaves the house, the ghosts of all the townspeople will kill him? So they've kept him prisoner here for all this time. Seems fitting. So what do we do now? I say we take the opportunity whilst we're alone to look around. It's a big house. We've got a lot of ground to cover. We should split up. No, we stay together. What? Why? We'll cover so much more separately. I said no. I want you to come with me, OK? <sighs> You're worried I'm going to go into a trance again, aren't you? I told you it's fine. I don't feel the pull in here. Well, just in case, I'm going to keep an eye on you. Here, have a swig of this and let's get going. Whiskey. Your solution for everything. He's here, Dan. Toby. It's me, Sharon. Sharon? Oh, my bloody head. Feels like it's split open. It has. You've got a wacky great big cut of your eyebrow. Here, let me see. I've got some basic first aid training. Ah, oh, sorry, mate. Okay, good news is it looks a lot worse than it actually is. You've split the skin right above your eyebrow. That's a wound that's notorious for bleeding badly, but it'll heal just fine. It looks like blunt force trauma. That freak, he hit me over the head with a rock. What? The guy in the cloak, he, he came back. He, he's some sort of monster, all hunched up in his face. Oh. I think he must have gotten caught in the fire at one point, because well, his face was all covered in old burns. Oh, of course. He came back and I, I tried to grab him, we fought, and then the 
bastard grabbed a rock off the ground and he twatted with me there. I don't remember much after that. He dragged you down into the tunnel and left you here. Where's here? We think it's the basement of Moorcroft Manor. Are you telling me there's a secret tunnel that leads from underneath Moorcroft Manor to the forest outside? For starters, yeah. Aye. The tunnel's split off and we've not got the foggiest where it leads. Could join the rest of the mine shafts for all we know. Well, the thing we need to worry about right now is whether the man in the cloak might come back. My vote is we find a way upstairs into the manor. James and Abigail should be in there by now. I think it's important that we regroup. Can you stand up, Toby? Oh. Oh. oh, this is definitely some sort of basement for the house. Hmm. What are the odds of this door being unlocked? Kick it down. Whoa, hang on, hang on. We don't want to attract undue attention unless we have to. Let's have a look here. What are you looking for? This is an old house, right? The sort of thing the aristocracy used to knock around in. Yeah. So houses like that usually have hidden corridors and staircases that allowed servants to move around the home without disturbing the rich and powerful. Ah! Scrappy-do my ass. Here we go! Bloody hell. That looks more cramped than the tunnel. Servant staircase. I reckon we'll be able to access the whole house from here. Perhaps we should just turn back. No, no, we've come this far. We might as well finish the job, don't you think? Ah, let's go. Great. (coughs) Jesus Christ. I don't think anyone has ever dusted in here. Harold Moorcroft has lived this way for all this time. I'd almost say he's done penance for his misdeeds if it weren't for the fact he seems to show absolutely no remorse. Still, imagine being left alone all this time trapped in an old wreck like this, your own son never visiting. Makes you wonder how somebody spends their time. (sighs) Look at this. What is it? Photographs, old ones. Look, this must be the Moorcroft family. That looks like a young Harold. This must be his wife and that young boy must be Joseph. But they've all been torn. Why would someone do that? Off the top of my head, usually because there's somebody in the photos that you wish wasn't there. These are the servants that used to work here. It looks like the Moorcrofts lived a regular old life of luxury, doesn't it? Let me see. From left to right, Jarvis Butterworth, Gordon Golding, Iris Hodes, Molly Waterman and Maureen Fletcher, taken May 1983. Molly Waterman? Yeah. Why does that ring a bell? Oh, the girl who went missing. The first victim of the fire. Joseph conveniently forgot to mention that she used to work here. What was that? The corridor. There's nobody out there. But I can still hear footsteps. This side. That's definitely footsteps. But I'm just working out the geography in my mind. If we're at the far end of the house, there isn't a staircase here. There can't be. But somehow somebody is moving behind the walls. Hmm. You keep looking through here. I'm going to go and check something. I thought you said not to split up. I'll be two minutes, promise. Okay. The majority of the paperwork in the study clearly hadn't been touched in years. More likely decades. A thin layer of dust coated everything. A mildewy smell hung heavy in the air. To see a home that had clearly once been something opulent and triumphant reduced to a rotting wreck, well... I suppose the Moorcrofts deserved it, given how they treated this town. 
I wanted to find out more about Molly Waterman and her employment for the Moorcroft family, and so I began leafing through their employee records. Moorcroft had kept excellent records of his employees, including copies of every payslip they've ever been issued, written reprimands and all of their tax information. Nearly all of the employees had left the estate soon after the fire began, with the last one being Maureen Fletcher, the cook. Now that's interesting. In the top drawer, I noticed a new file, not covered in dust like its counterparts. Inside, it detailed a new employee who had begun with the family ten years ago and was still employed now. I turned the page to find a picture of them staring back at me. Oh my God, I don't believe it. No, Dan's in trouble. Oh, you again. You're the one who pushed me out the window. Get out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're on the top floor of the manor. Aye. This looks like it must have been Joey Moorcroft's bedroom growing up. Bloody hell. I'd have killed for a bedroom this size when I was a kid. We only had a small house. I shared a room with my two brothers until I was 14. Look at that. On the floor. Shoe prints. No, that's coal dust, that is. I'd know that smell anywhere. Maybe we should just head downstairs. There's not likely to be much to find in a child's bedroom. These footprints, they look like they walk right through that far wall. That's not possible. Unless... There's a secret door here. Where's the handle? The bookcase, Dan. You can see scrape marks on the wood there. Uh, Yes, here it is. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. It's another bedroom. Nowhere near as nice as the other one. Look, everything here is tattered and old. All the toys, too. This is for a much younger kid than... Or one you didn't care enough about to redecorate. Huh. Look at the back of the door we just came through. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's no handle on this side. This room wasn't just a bedroom. It was a prison. You're right, Shaz. Hmm. Yeah, just... uh, it's just a lot to take in. Look at these. Photographs of Moorcroft, his wife and a son. And one other. Ugh. Ugly little fuck, isn't he? Don't be so nasty, Toby. Sorry. He's not normal, though. Look! I can see. He's just different, that's all. Maybe that's why Moorcroft kept him hidden up here. 
I wonder what happened to him. He's still here. What? Look, this drawer is full of empty chocolate wrappers. Not old ones, either. Someone's been feeding him treats. I don't think this kid is a kid anymore. Look how old everything is in here. I think the kid grew up, and I think it's the man in the dark cloak we saw. He's been coming and going through that secret tunnel. I wonder if Moorcroft even knows. We should get out of here before he comes back. Okay, but uh, something doesn't make sense. But I can't quite put my finger on what. Let's go. (laughs) Bloody hell. Look what I've just found. Have a read of this. It's a love letter from Molly Waterman the day she disappeared. To who? My dearest Joe. Son of a bitch. For the last time, Joseph, I want you to leave immediately. If you didn't want me to come, then why did you write to me asking me to come here? How many different ways shall I say it? I didn't write to you. I never wanted you to return to this festering pit. There's nothing left here but the ruined host of our family. Father, I'm sorry, I I just... I don't want your apologies. Apologies don't do anybody any good. This town... Our town is ruined and nothing can repair the damage done. Then why don't you come home with me, Dad? Hmm? Let's be honest, you've not got much time left. Why don't you leave this ruin and come home with me? I told you, I cannot. Why? I don't understand. Tell him, Harold. Huh. Ah, sorry. I didn't see you there, Mr. England, wasn't it? Is that what I said? I don't remember. I've had a drink since then. Why don't you tell your son why you can't leave the house, Harold? I do not take kindly to members of the public sticking their noses into my family business, sir. Oh, of course not. Wouldn't want the plebs to realise you're just like they are, would you? Imagine if the former residents of Ravensdale could see you now. The great Harold Moorcroft living in squalor and decay. Chandelier's a nice touch, mind. But it can't hide the fact that this place has been going to rack and ruin for decades now. I will not be insulted in my own house! Oh, please. This isn't your home. Not anymore. Not really. It's your prison, isn't it? What on earth is he talking about, Father? Father! Oh, you lot, always with the suppression and the stiff upper lip. You know that gets very old very fast. You may have noticed when you arrived here, Joseph, that the entire perimeter of this house is covered in symbols. Well, sigils, technically. I assume some sort of graffiti from the townsfolk. Not quite. They were put there by your father, weren't they, Harold? And what do you know about it? They're protection sigils. Ancient magic to ward off vengeful spirits. And there's a lot of vengeful spirits out to get you, isn't there, Harold? Vengeful? What is he talking about? The victims of all the unnecessary deaths caused by your father's gross mishandling of the coal mine fire. They're waiting, all of them waiting, right outside that door. The moment your father leaves the protection of those spells, they'll exact their revenge on him. Spirits, really? Do you think me, a fool? He's telling the truth, Joseph. Oh, right, sure, and I flew here. Dad, if any of that were true, why on earth would you write to me and ask me to come here? I've already told you. I didn't write. Then who did? That would be me. James! 
Abigail, let her go right now. I think not. Daniel? You're alive? No. You wretched creature, get back to your room. No, I'll fire you. He's got a gun, James. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay, let's calm down. Let's all just stop for a moment and think, okay? Cooler heads prevail and all that. Right, let me see if I know what's happening here. Daniel. It is Daniel, isn't it? Correct. You are Harold's son and Joseph's brother, yes? Correct again. But you were born different, is that right? He were a bad seed. Rotten from the start. I should have had your mother get rid of you as soon as she realised you were a freak. I already had one strong son. I've spent so many years hating you, father. So much wasted time. Yeah, not nearly as much as I hate you, my brother. Shut up. You'd like that, wouldn't you? That's the way it always was when we were younger. Shut up, Danny. Shut your mouth, Danny. Don't tell Daddy, Danny. Shut up right now, or I swear to God, I'll bash your brains in. You may have noticed he's the one with the gun. He won't use it. Spineless. That's what he is. Always has been. Watch me. See what I mean? Too much of a... The chandelier! Watch out! (laughs) James! Abigail! Come on, Dad! I can't leave the house! I won't let you escape! Come on, we have to catch them! Your last warning shot, Joseph. If you're going to kill me, then please get it over with. I'm fed up of all your annoying prattling. You will not harm him. Not my only good son. You still think he's the good son? After what he did? After all the pain he caused? His actions were regrettable. But at the end of the day, she was a servant girl. Inferior stock. You were bad blood, Daniel, and there's no fixing that. Look in the mirror. Even before the burns, you were a monster. I think you're the monster here. How dare you! I won't be spoken to like that. Not by a... a a peasant girl. Are you listening to yourself? Peasant girl? What year do you think this is? 1512? Let me tell you something, Harold Moorcroft. That girl is ten times the human being you have ever been or ever could be. I've only been in your town for a short time, but it's long enough to know that you are nothing short of evil. I've done nothing wrong. I didn't cause a fire. No, but you kept sending men down there to die. I kept the mine running because those men needed the wages that mine earned them. They knew what sort of work they were going into. They are resources. They work until they can't work anymore and then you move on. That's how business works. I never did anything that any other business owner would have done. That's the thing with men like you, isn't it? You always think tradition justifies your wrongdoing. Did it ever occur to you that you could have chosen a different way? That you could have been the first to take a stand and say, No! Let's try a different way. A more humane way. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? There's no profit in being humane. What is it, James? No witty retort? 
Oh, I see the rage on your face. I've seen it many times before. It doesn't scare me. In fact, I think it's funny. The rage of the working class. Always so impotent. If I were you, I would choose the next words you speak very carefully. I don't think you realise who I am. I am the man currently standing between you and death at the hands of the son you rejected. So if I were you, I would be a lot more polite when you talk to me. Now, I think I've figured all of this out. But why don't you correct me if I'm wrong? In 1983, your son Joseph, roughly what, 18 years old at the time? 19. 19. Took a shine to your new servant girl, Molly Waterman. It excited you, didn't it? To mess around with a lower class girl? You knew Daddy wouldn't approve and that made it all the more exciting to you. She was asking for it. You should have seen her out in the garden on those summer days. Short shorts and tiny little tops. You bastard. It was a thrill for her too, before you get holier than thou. Messing around with a rich boy. Probably dying for a taste of my trust fund. Oh, she was dying all right. But it wasn't for your trust fund, buddy. Dan! I found this little love note from her, written just before she disappeared. I'm guessing you're Joseph, with those veneers nobody's buying. Deputy Dan coming in hot. So Joseph is having an affair with one of the servants, but she catches feelings. Tries to get him to run away with her, right? Then what? So he killed her. Down in one of the freshly dug mine shafts they'd barely begun working on. He took her in there and he killed her. Then he panicked and set the fire to hide the evidence. I was walking through the woods at the time. I wasn't supposed to leave my room, but I knew the servant's staircase and the secret tunnel that led out from the basement. I saw Joseph running from the mine shaft, blood on his clothes. By the time I got in there to try and save Molly, it was too late. She was already dead. He left the note discarded like rubbish next to her. And you got caught in the fire and suffered burns. And like his sort so often do, dear old daddy couldn't have his one good son go to prison. So he let the fire burn her body instead of calling the fire brigade. He wanted to let me die. Said I was inferior blood before because of my limp and my hunch. Once I'd been burned too, he said there was no point in me existing. It made it sound like it would be a kindness to put me out of my misery. If it weren't for me, I wouldn't be alive today. Aye, and I shouldn't have listened to her. You've been the dirty shame on this family for too long. Over the years you've gotten angry though, haven't you, Daniel? So you started plotting revenge on your father and your brother. I have to ask, though, there's no mail service in Ravensdale anymore, and certainly nowhere to buy a gun. So how did you manage that? Oh, 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 I know this one. It's Sharon. Shaz? How how did you know? It's true. I went through Moorcroft's employee records. He hired you ten years ago when his wife passed away. Not long after she passed away, I, I came up to the manor. Do you remember that winter, Toby? It was a harsh winter. It was like the Arctic living in these houses, scavenging for scraps. I needed transport to help me get to Collingham. I needed somewhere to buy coal for me fire. Finding wood in the forest wasn't cutting it anymore. I hired her to take care of this wretched creature. My late wife made me promise her I'd look after him. I didn't want to see the filthy beast again, so I told him to remain in his room. 
where Sharon would visit several times a week to change his bandages and keep him comfy. Should have known better than to hire a bleeding heart. What does he pay you? Enough to buy my truck and take it to the occasional trip to Collingham. The rest I've squirrelled away, hoping that one day my, my conscience might feel clean enough that I can leave. Sharon has been the only person who's ever been nice to me. She cared for me for years and we got to know one another. Eventually I confided my plan in her and asked for her help. You sent this note to Lou me here to die? I'll have you for this! Do what you want to me. You can't punish me more than I've punished myself. Shaz... Please, don't, Toby. I don't want your hugs or your sympathy. Now, the time has finally come for me to have justice. To have my revenge. Brother, take your final breaths. No! James! Behind me, Abby! Come here! Let go of me! Oi! You get off her! The candles! The drapes are on fire! I've had enough of this madness. Make it end. You deny me my revenge. Revenge won't help, Daniel. Easy for you to say. We need to put out that fire. Fire? It's okay, it's just the drapes. It'll be fine. No, no, I won't burn again. Sharon, come back. Don't follow us, or I'll kill her. I swear it. Wait, Joseph, come back here. Sorry, Dad. You're the prisoner here, not me. Let me go! Let me go! <laughs> Calm down! I just need you to get to my car, then I'll let you go. Although I ought to kill you for scheming against me. What you did to Molly and Daniel was abhorrent! Then you just ran! Was I supposed to throw my life away for her? Let her go, Joseph. Move aside! Stay the fuck back! My father can stay a prisoner behind his protective sigils if he wants, but not me. I'm going back to my life in Cheshire. I'm not stopping you. I'm just telling the truth. What? Let's see if this goes both ways. Listen to me. Can you hear me? We know what happened all those years ago. Joseph Moorcroft murdered Molly Waterman and he set the mine fire to cover it up. Who the hell is she talking to? James, is she? Yes, she is. Joseph killed her and he ignited your entire town to hide so he didn't have to go to prison. What sort of man game is this? It's not a mind game. This is justice. Go! Oh! What is this? What's going on? Ah! My leg! My leg! I can't move! These are your victims, Joseph. No! No! Let me go! Let me go! Is there anything we can do? No. She's killed him. Help, God damn you! Don't just stand there! I command you! I am your better! You will help me! Peasants! There we go. Just like we promised. Oh, I've got her. Abigail? Abigail, it's okay. Rest now, just rest. Come back, coward! Come back! Daniel! Go! I'll stay with Abigail.
Where did he go? Where's Daniel? I hope he burns down there! I hope the fire finishes the job. You are no son of mine! Oh. Yeah, I will have my revenge. I will not be denied. Daniel, stop! If I were you, I'd run away now. Is that paint stripper? My failsafe plan, in case things didn't work out. Please, stop this. I am telling you, killing them won't make you feel any better. Do not preach morality to me. Do I look like I care about morality of man? There is no justice in this world for people like me. We get nothing. If I can't have justice, I will have peace. I will have peace at last. Tell me. What is your name? James. I'm James Hunter and I can help you, please. I don't need your help. I'm doing what should have been done a long time ago. Looks like the pain stripper is working. The signals are fading. I suggest you run, James Hunter, unless you want to be buried. No, please. Come with me, Daniel. No. I don't want to live anymore. I only want peace. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have killed him when he were a well. Should have smothered him in the crib. I should have. Is everything okay? Out of the house now. What's going on? Run! That little bastard. What's he done? I'll have him. I'll tear his spiteful little face off. He destroyed the sigils in the basement. The ghosts are coming up from below. Mr. Moorcroft, you have to come with me. Get away from me. I don't need the help of a peasant like you. You'll die. I cannot be killed by a wretch like that. I'm from superior stock. My family is aristocracy. We were born to rule. Leave the old fool. There's nothing you can do. No. No! No! Get back everyone! Away from the house! Have you got Abigail? I have got her. This way! What happened? Daniel ended it. He took his family down with him. Jesus Christ. I can't take it. Look, in the smoke. Shapes. Goodbye. Goodbye. They had their revenge. Now they can finally move on. Are you two still going to stay here? I think we're going to try and convince the few other stubborn gits like us to also leave. I think it's about time we stopped hanging on to the wreckage of our past. I'm glad to hear it. All the spirits finally got to move on. The living should too. Well, what about you guys? What will you do? We're going back out on the road. We're still looking for somebody. <laughs> Goodbye, all of you. Alright, see you, man. Well, come on then. Let's get back on the road. 
Reckon we can find a cheap hotel to stop in? Please, I'm shattered. What's the matter with you? You look miserable. He couldn't let it go. Daniel, I mean. He was so consumed by anger and vengeance that he let it destroy him and his home. I know what you're thinking, and that's not going to happen to you. You aren't like that. We're not chasing Carl for revenge, we're chasing him to stop him hurting other people. Yes, perhaps you're right. That was good thinking back there, realising that the connection would work both ways. I wish I hadn't had to do it. I would have preferred a solution where nobody died. Me too. But it wasn't your fault. You held up your end of the bargain, you told the spirits the truth, and they acted how they acted. I knew they would kill him, James. I could feel their rage. It was so intense. There was no way they would have let him go. It was dangerous, you know. You didn't know what would happen to you. We don't even know what exactly has happened. What was I supposed to do? Let him possibly kill Sharon? No, no, of course not. I just... I worry about you. I'll be fine. Obviously, this signal has more of a lasting effect on me than we realise, but... We'll figure it out together, okay? Okay. Cool. Now let's go. Dibs on driving! New case file. Abigail Corbin. Something is wrong with Abigail. Her infection with the signal nearly dying. It's changed her somehow. I'm going to start keeping notes on her. My fear is that part of the infection still remains. So we need to find Carl Trevino and fast. He caused this. Hopefully he knows how to reverse it. Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter, Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin, and Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell. Also featuring... Kevin Stemp, Dean Kilby, Billy Herring, Leanne Herring, Johnny Buxton, Benton Hodges, David Anthony Green. Haunted, the audio drama is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio Engineering by Benton Hodges and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Free Sprite Media Studios with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next exciting chapter of Haunted, the audio drama.